A woman tried to smuggle porcupines inside her luggage. The police warned the public to stay away from the explosion museum because it might explode. And people are getting major diarrhea at the Grand Canyon. Let's find out why. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in Los Angeles. I have three weird news segments for all of you today. I appreciate you being with me. Let's have some fun. Maybe learn something. A woman was caught with two porcupines in her luggage, along with other exotic animals. This is why you never agree to hold a woman's purse. You don't know what's going to be in there. It could be an anaconda. It could be a family of gerbils. This lady's really trying to export some exotic animals. Do you think she was trying to save them from a life of crime? I don't, let's find out. The article begins by saying, emotional support porcupine? Well, we don't think so. And that's an appropriate response to a story like this, because as you know, because I've covered on Weird AF News, people be bringing exotic emotional support animals on planes. Emotional support pony. Do you remember this one? Okay, so a lady was recently caught traveling with over a hundred exotic animals. I don't even know where you put all of these exotic animals. How do you... (laughs) Two of them are porcupines. It's a very dangerous animal to smuggle. It's not the kind of animal you can just poke down your shirt and then, you know, end up okay at your destination. Porcupines have quills. Quills are very sharp. You can't shove them down your pants and be comfortable. She also had 50 snakes along with several other unusual species. Oh, I can't wait to find out what unusual species. I assume she's smuggling dinosaur bones as well. This woman is out of her mind. She and another woman were charged with smuggling exotic animals. Okay, she had a partner in crime. <laughs> How do you convince someone to go on this gig with you? All right, all right. Could you just, you, you want to make a little money? All right. Well, shove these baby porcupines down your underwear. Okay, can you do that, Cheryl? <laughs> these porcupines in my bra hurt, Sandy. They hurt. Can I just do the snakes? Can I do this something softer, please? Do you have, I don't know, hamsters sound nice. Oh, great. I get the baby crocodile. Why me? Why me? So in addition to the white porcupines, these ladies who were attempting to travel out of Bangkok also had 107 other animals with them, including two armadillos. Armadillos. Well, I guess if you put a handle on them, they kind of look like a suitcase when they're all rolled up, right? (laughs) Hey, your suitcase is walking away. What could that be? Never mind. They also had 20 snakes, 50 lizards, and 30 turtles. These women are from India. Their names are Nithya Raja and Zakia Sultana Ibrahim. Ibrahim. They were trying to travel to the Indian city of Chennai from Bangkok. I, I'm barely being able to pronounce any of this stuff. I can definitely say porcupine. I have experience with that word. So their, their bags were screened, and a plethora of exotic animals were discovered. Yeah, all our bags are screened now. What do these, these ladies think? It's 1981 when you could just bring animals in your purse? I have a relative who will remain nameless who says back in the 80s, he used to bring copious amounts of drugs onto planes and do them in the bathroom. No one ever knew. And he brought his gun. (laughs) The early 80s were just the Wild West. 
Both of these ladies were detained, of course, and charged with violating the Wildlife Conservation and Protection Act of 2019, which says you cannot smuggle porcupines in your clothing onto a plane. Um, also, they violated the Animal Disease Act of 2015. Animal smuggling is a hot business in many parts of the world, with the Chennai airport being one of the largest hotspots for the trafficking of exotic animals. Did you know that? A 2022, 2022 report noted that Chennai Airport was the top such airport for animal seizures with, oh, get this, the Indian star tortoise is the most popular species being smuggled. I wonder why. How much can you get for an Indian star tortoise? Let's look it up. Oh, oh my goodness. You're not going to believe how much these tortoises cost. The Indian star tortoise hatchlings are for sale on this website, tortoisetown.com. Uh, they're selling from between $900 and $5,800. Oh, man, for a tortoise? Oh, these things look pretty cool, though, I have to imagine. I'm not going to spend five grand on one, but they look pretty, they're pretty dope. They are cute as can be. It says here they need proper care to thrive. And there's all these instructions on how to set up your baby Indian star tortoise habitat. It says here, despite the restrictions, wildlife trafficking continues. And uh, they did a study that simply highlights the increasing misuse of airports for smuggling wildlife and its contrabands within India and across the region. The study's findings reflect the ongoing trafficking and not an actual representation as most of the illegal wildlife trade goes unchecked and unreported, believe it or not. So a lot of these animals are going, are getting through the various channels. It's very unfortunate. Uh, now, this tortoise is pretty endangered. It says there's, there's only about 10,000 of them in the world currently, thereabouts. Um, that's why this one's so valuable. And do not be fooled when someone tries to claim these exotic animals for emotional support on a flight. Uh, as far as I know, there are no emotional support pythons. So, Although someone tried a peacock once. I recall that story. Police are warning the public to stay away from the explosion museum because something might explode. The police in Portsmouth have urged the public to steer clear of the explosion museum of naval firepower in Gosport. This is in the UK. There's an explosion museum. <laughs> it's a very funny name for a museum. They're telling the public to steer clear of the museum after artillery shells were discovered near the site. I mean, <laughs> I assume there's artillery shells there. It's an explosion museum. <laughs> I'd be rather disappointed if I went to the explosion museum and didn't see any sort of artillery shells or bombs or other firepower that's known to explode. <laughs> it just seems like the whole point of an explosion museum is to see artillery shells and all sorts of exploding devices, I'd imagine. It's an explosion museum. Last I checked. Uh, do you think, they, you think they give you a helmet when you arrive at the explosion museum? <laughs> this, this will keep you safe. Okay, so authorities apparently closed off the area at the explosion museum after four to five shells were found. And they had to call in a bomb disposal unit <laughs> to the scene. <laughs> Uh, residents were originally warned to steer clear of the museum, which is situated in the former Royal Naval Armaments Depot. Uh, this is uh, following the, the discovery. The Gosport police shared a photo of the shells on Twitter. I'm looking at the photo. Yeah, it looks like shells. They're 
They're big. They look explosive. They look like exactly what you would want at an explosive museum. <laughs> a museum of explosive relics <laughs> from naval history would probably have things like this. Now, they did not clarify whether or not the shells were used. Uh, they don't look like they were used to me, but then again, I'm not an explosive armament expert. Uh, someone found something funny about this situation and wrote on Twitter, Thank you, Bomb Squad. Well done. We were very much hoping that the Explosion Museum didn't live up to its name. <laughs> hey, who's the comedian on Twitter? This is not the first time that old shells have been found in Hampshire. We have a story here about a father of three who was one afternoon left amazed when the milk bottles that he found in his garden were in fact live grenades from World War II. <laughs> How do you mistake live grenades for milk bottles? Well, you know, this is the UK. They do like to drink a bit. Now, it's not uncommon to find explosives, is the point, especially in this area, because uh, back in the 1940s, in order to defend villages from a potential Nazi invasion, explosives were handed out to what were called Dad's Army-style home guard groups. So that's just, I assume, local home guards. It was thought that around 6 million explosives were made and distributed during the war, and you'll still find these. Uh, some of them look like milk bottles, apparently. Very tricky, very tricky. There's another instance of someone calling and reporting 48 bombs that, uh, that were discovered, buried in this person's yard. So this is, so imagine just finding bombs in your yard all over the place. This seems crazy to me. Well, the good news is that the Explosion Museum is now safe from explosions, guys. So go enjoy that place. People are getting explosive diarrhea at the Grand Canyon. Oh, no. The Grand Canyon is an immense, vibrantly painted geological wonder, as you know. It's treasured for its awe-inspiring stratified architecture, which has been spectacularly sculpted over millions of years. Up close, it will blow your mind and take your breath away. And if you've visited the Grand Canyon recently, it may also violently flush your colon and have you projectile vomiting your granola bars as well. That's right. The majestic natural wonder has been the site of a months-long outbreak of gastrointestinal illness, likely caused by what's called norovirus. This norovirus was confirmed to be the cause of illnesses among at least eight Grand Canyon rafting trips, Overall, more than 150 river rafters and backcountry campers have fallen ill since April, according to a recent update from the Grand Canyon National Park Service. While many people like to escape in the outdoors to get away from the coronavirus, it seems at the Grand Canyon, instead they were met with a different germ that has been savagely hollowing out their innards at a pace many orders of magnitude faster than the Colorado River gutted the southwestern section of the Colorado Plateau. Amid the mostly smooth carved buttes and intricately chiseled chasms serenely shaped over eons, park goers are blowing chunks from both ends in hot seconds. And instead of reaching both the north and south rims during their visits, some are forced to remain perched on the edge of a far smaller basin. Yeah, a porta potty. That's where you want to spend your vacation. It is unclear how exactly the illness is spreading among the visitors. 
and clusters of illnesses have struck unconnected parts of the park. But the Park Service warns that the highly infectious virus can swiftly rip through river tours and campsites if you're not careful. It can spread from person to person directly through contaminated food and water or via contaminated surfaces. The Park Service advises visitors to wash their hands regularly and practice general cleanliness. Avoid sharing food, stay home if you're feeling ill, and isolate people who develop illness during trips. The park also cautions against drinking water from features of the Grand Canyon, including the Colorado River, waterfalls, pools, streams, and side canyons. I don't know who's drinking from the Colorado River. Nobody I know. But okay, I guess people do. They also warn you to not inadvertently get water in your mouth while recreating in these waters, such as rafting, which is hard to do. If visitors need to use canyon water sources during backcountry visits, the water should be filtered and then either chemically disinfected or boiled. Well, if you're not sure what neurovirus is, it's a horrifying experience, but not life-threatening. The Park Service warns that an acute case of gastroenteritis in an extremely hot, physically demanding environment can easily become dangerous, though. There are high heat warnings currently. The inner canyon is expected to reach 110 degrees this week. There have been several reports of rescues, including sick people being lifted out of the canyon by helicopter. And even those who are healthy enough to get out of the canyon on their own are going to have a very traumatic trek out because you have to carry all your poop out of the Grand Canyon. Did you know that? <laughs> Sounds like these people have a lot of it as well. The park reminds visitors you're not allowed to leave behind whatever toxic sludge that you spew while you're in the canyon. They say here, if a restroom is not available, all human body waste solids should be contained and carried out using a portable toilet or a specifically engineered bag waste containment system. Vomit should also be contained in a sealable container and carried out of the canyon. I don't know how you're going to carry all this stuff out. You're going to have to have a helicopter just take out your vomit. <laughs> Quick, get the helicopter in. Is, is someone overheated? No, no, I'm fine. You just got to carry out my puke and my poop if you could, because I can't carry it. It's too heavy. I mean, I filled up eight-gallon drums at least. So, guys, what are we learning here? I think just stay home right now. Just don't go anywhere. <laughs> the world is not opening its arms to us right about now. A lot of signs that it's just no bueno. Just, just stay home, cook up some Hot Pockets, and watch some MLB. That's what I suggest. <laughs> I fought the news and the, the news won. I fought the news and the, the news won. Dun, 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 dun. How are you guys? I'm highly caffeinated. How about yourself? Are you on something? Hey now, what's happening? Espresso, baby, all day. Espresso, espresso. Shot me up, baby. I call it shot me. Come on, shot me. Extra shot me. I like extra shots. Supersize shot me. You know what I'm saying? You guys don't know what I'm saying. All right, let me slow it down so you know what I'm saying. I want to appreciate all of you for joining me. There are a billion, gazillion podcasts out there. Some of them explode, but you decided to spend some time with mine, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I hope you're not experiencing diarrhea while you're listening to this. Wouldn't want that. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for sending me stories. A lot of you sent me that story about the ladies smuggling the animals on the plane. That was a, that was a good one. Appreciate that. Very funny. Uh, what else? Oh, if you would like to send me anything, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Open for business, that email. Also, I got a phone line. The phone lines are open. Call 646-450-2012. You can leave me a little mensaje. That's Espanol for message. Uh, 
Please don't drop any F.A. bombs. That's Spanish for (laughs) F-bombs. F.A. bombs, right? Did I get it right? I'm not sure. F.A. bombs, F.A. explosive bombs. Okay, if you want to support me because you have extra cash, I don't know who you are that you have this extra cash. Maybe you're Jeff Bezos or one of his associates. But uh, you can support the show with a little bit of money. Help me get through the, um, well, my bills are up, uh, as all of our bills are up. (laughs) Jonesy's having a hard time making ends meet. So if you want to support me, it's very easy. You can go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. That's the way to do it. Or go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Patreon banner, and become a patron. It's a good feeling to be a patron of the arts. I don't know if you can call this art. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know that it's art. It's probably lower, lower end art, I would say. You know. Maybe one day it'll be a classic. 